This week, we got two new episodes, one of the worst team competitions in MasterChef history, and another contestant sent packing. Welcome back to Screen High's MasterChef After Show podcast, where we review and discuss the currently airing reality cooking competition, MasterChef. I'm your host, Spencer Brooks. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BerserkXPence. That's B-E-R-S-E-R-K-X-S-P-E-N-C-E. And with me today, we have my co-host, Quint Glover. You can find me on Twitter at FN underscore Quint Glover, and you can't find me anywhere else. That's the only place you can find him, ladies, so look around. Woot. This week, we got a great shock. Uh, instead of watching the Wednesday episode, we looked on Hulu to see that a second episode was coming on Thursday. So instead of the usual one episode, we got two episodes this week. How'd you feel about that? Uh, it's nice. I mean, I'm never going to say no to more MasterChef. I mean, as we talk about this more, I think it's going to become obvious why we got two episodes this week yeah i mean i know in the past we've had it's usually towards the end they start doubling up on episodes on yeah. the same night but it looks like they're definitely leaning towards a new format this episode starting with episode four which came out wednesday uh we had the pool party team competitions uh it was a battle for immunity whichever team won this competition didn't have to worry about going into the pressure test right now, this entire episode, it uh, was just the team competition. Uh, so you'll kind of start seeing the new format after we get done talking about this. But starting out, we had the two new team captains. We had Sarah for the red team. That was the army interrogator. And we had Noah for the blue team. That was overalls right there. Yeah. New uh, pair of overalls, by the way. <laughs> We're four for four. Four overalls total. It's amazing. So the chefs had to prepare two, wait, no, three dishes. Yeah. They prepare three dishes, fried chicken, basically, uh, a burger, and a form of cod. This competition, how, how, did, how did you feel about this competition? Did you, did you think it was going to be fun starting out, or did you think... Well, I mean, the thing I've always liked is the team competitions towards the beginning of the series. Nobody really knows each other yet. There's no real team dynamic. It's always a beautiful train wreck. And the dishes they gave them, while they sound simple... You know, it's really easy to mess up beer-battered chicken, or it's really easy to mess up, you know, fried chicken, as we'll talk about in a minute with one of the contestants. It's a glorious, glorious mess, and I love it. Well, you got to see a lot this episode, whereas people, you got to see their faults, you know? And that was something I really enjoyed, because people I thought that were going to do very well at this competition did not, and people that I didn't really see coming, they were just, you know, background characters, they shined, you know? We had people like Michael step up. Uh, that was interesting. And other than that, I can't really think of anyone else other than Katura. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we'll, we'll talk more about her gloriousness. But Oh, God. She had uh, wonderful cutaways, uh, just great scenes where her face just showed all the attitude. Oh, yeah. The first problem we see, uh, I believe it was with the red team, we had Renee not seasoning the burgers properly. Now, granted, I can't cook half as well as these people, but... The big problem that she had was she wanted to season the burgers after mixing the meat together. And that's a huge no-no. And Gordon called her out on it, you know? Yeah, we got to see a bit of Hell's Kitchen, Gordon. And I don't think a lot of the contestants were really expecting that. Yeah, I just thought it was uh, interesting how they uh, fixed it. They uh, decided to cut the meat what's smaller and make sliders out of it yes which i thought that was kind of an upgrade i like sliders you know they're pretty tasty they're uh you know just a couple bites and you're done with them Mm -hmm. they're they're just fantastic i love i love sliders 
Uh, I prefer that over a burger, to be honest, because sometimes you can get three different sliders. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not talking like I go to fancy restaurants or anything. I'm talking about the straight local Applebee's, but you know. Yeah. I mean, sliders can definitely have their place. Like, especially if you're saying, you know, I'm going to eat some cod, I'm going to eat some chicken, and I'm going to eat a burger. That's way too much. Ooh, I would have ate all that, though. Like, it, it just looked... Well, some of it looked tasty. Yeah. The ones that were cooked well looked tasty. Yeah. We had a little shock over on the blue team, on Noah's team. Uh, we had a little mix-up. See, we thought going into this competition that Evan was going to have a lot of attitude. He was yeah. going to be very uh, ill-tolerant towards... Uh, leadership you know mm-hmm. uh direction wasn't going to be something he followed we thought that but turns out you know he wasn't very argumentative he uh tried to do as told his actual problem just came from technique i'll give the guy the guy credit you know i i said last episode that i did not like his character i did not like him as a person did not do his job well in my opinion but he did not cause any drama or any frustration within the team dynamics, so I will give that to him. Yeah, and I mean, even starting out, uh, I believe the red team had the regular burger, it was beef, and yep. then the blue team had the turkey burger, which, I mean, in his confessional, Evan said, you know, this isn't my strong point. I don't, I've never cooked turkey burgers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least he admitted to that. He probably should have said something to his captain, but maybe he's aware of how he appears to others. So he didn't uh, want to look like he was, you know, disobeying an order or something? Now, this is where my bias shows a little bit. I think, you know, he did say in his confessional that he had never cooked with it before, but he said, I feel confident that I can cook it. And I think whenever he probably started having issues with it, he could have spoken up a bit sooner. And I think that's a good segue into the theme of this team competition. Breakdown of communication. Yep. Yeah. You're 100% right. <laughs> And, you know, moving on with that team, the person that was argumentative on the blue team was Sam, who I... Did we talk about him in a previous Uh, podcast? He has not gotten much camera time before this, but, dude, way to leave a bad first impression. Yeah, like, I was literally uh, hoping he would go home. I, I didn't want the blue team to win just so he would go home, and of course... Someone else that, you know, really upset me and I had my heart set out for, but yeah, we'll get to him. But yeah, you know, he was so argumentative. What what was that first thing he messed up on? Was It was the chicken. Yeah, he was sending out uh, undercooked chicken. Trying but... to kill the previous contestants of MasterChef, which they were littered throughout this party. We had contestants from season three, season seven, a lot from season seven. Yeah. Uh, season eight, we even got to see uh, Caesar from a previous season yeah. from last year. And, you know, they brought it up, the judges, they kept saying, you're trying to kill our former contestants, you know, the whole time I was sitting there going like, yeah, they're probably pissed because they're sitting there thinking you're killing our future MasterChef All-Stars. Yeah. And that's not fair. We want to make money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the MasterChef way, make money. Yeah. That That's a big thing I've got against Sam in this episode. I mean, he was straight up trying to give people salmonella. The, he was the, childish, too, about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he, the cutaway for his confessional, you know, oh, this is fried chicken, it's not rocket science, I can do this in my, with my eyes closed. Two seconds later, Gordon takes chicken, pulls it apart, and there's literally blood still inside of it. And then, like, every issue, he had to blame it on someone else. He never took responsibility yeah. for his problems. He just kept sitting there going, oh, well, Noah just can't lead, and this is what happens when someone can't lead. I'm like, well, how does him leading affect you just cooking chicken all the way through? You yeah. Know? It was so upsetting. You know, we go back to the red team. They had a few problems. Their fish was okay. 
Hmm. Their chicken under seasoned. And it's kind of funny because that was what their burger problem was. And then their burger was over seasoned. It was too salty. It was overcooked. Mm-hmm. They're just having their problems. Like, there was no redeeming qualities to this competition for either team. Like, and it was awesome. <laughs> even towards the end when they were getting their crap together, I still wasn't impressed. No, there, there was no strong finish of this. There was a limp across the finish line Yeah, for and both teams. Then they had the issue with the red team and that uh, skinless chicken. I think that was a fault on Sarah for not catching that because Mm -hmm. the big thing that you and me were both talking about is they put Wuta in charge of chicken with Kimberly yeah which to be honest it just showed Kimberly was incompetent yeah quite honest but Wuta you know she put the vegetarian in charge of cooking one of the main dishes see I think that they put him over there because he is a strong contestant like he does know how to cook because you know my previous experience in fast food the person that isn't the best at something goes to the simple thing and that's fries on this competition they're going to vegetables because i mean how can you mess up vegetables all you have to do is toss them in a wheel that's it well say i understand where you're coming from with that but this at this point it's a team competition yeah you might be able to take them out later but you can also guarantee yourself immunity if you get through this and where you're saying you know, vegetables are easy. Get the guy who's the most comfortable with it and put him in charge of all of them. Give somebody else to, you know, help him get things ready. But just say, hey, Wuta, vegetables are all you. We're going to focus on everything else. As I see what you're saying on that. Do you notice that they didn't really show the people on vegetables, though? Yeah. That's where I was thinking. I was like, oh, they just put, you know, a nobody on it. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure that Brie girl was on it. The one that's just, you know, the French model in the background. Yeah. Just, yeah. You, know, you anyway. know who she looks like? She looks like a Luna Lovegood. Yeah, the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, yeah like, that's her. Now that's yeah. not really her, but well, yeah, you know, I mean, I could. Katura is really loony. Like, yeah. come on, <laughs> love Katura. I remember speaking of Katura during that whole fiasco with uh, the meat and them taking the skin off the chicken. It flashed on Katura because I remember we paused it. Yeah, and she just had that judgment look on her face, and I just yes. was eating it up. I was like, ah. I mean, she was absolutely in control of the food that she was cooking and that's one thing all the guests said they said blue team's fish knocked it out of the park that shot her straight to the top of my list for people to watch out for but ah katura yeah like i know you were having issues because this is america's master chef which there are a lot of questions about why she from london is on this but i'll excuse it she's great television yeah she is Yes. Like she, she can uh, stay as long as she wants. I want to see her on more competitions. Like, yeah. can she play Big Brother? Can she get on the <laughs> challenge? I'm down for it. Moving back to the blue team and their problems, we had Suba and the grill. Ooh. So uh, Suba forgot to turn the grill on during this competition, and that <clears throat> makes zero sense. And it just got worse from there. Oh uh, yes, every time, like he'd be walking away from what he was supposed to be doing. He should be working, and he would be eating stuff, which that's a big no-no. Can't I mean, do that in the Master Chef kitchen. Yeah, I mean, I can understand, you know, if you've got some leftover food after the competition's done, go for it. You just made some awesome food. Stuff yourself if you've got it. But when you're in the middle of it, you do not stop moving until all of the guests are happy, until this competition is over. Yeah, and he was just walking around, like, he was playing off his age, you know? Yeah. He was trying to act like an old, goofy man. I was just like, get get yeah. out of here, man. His excuse being that he's only ever cooked for his family. He's never worked in a kitchen. My only reaction to that was, man, I know you've watched this show before you came on here. Like, you knew this was coming. I don't know. I, he His character confuses me, because one minute I do like him, because he is kind of an oddball, but at the same time, I don't see him moving forward. 
Like, I don't yeah. see him going far in this game whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of another person, another elderly, we had Liz. And yeah. when she was cooking the buns and they burnt, yeah, and she that... decided to scrape off oh, the burnt my part. God. I thought Aaron was going to have a heart attack. He just looks at her and says, we do not do that in the MasterChef kitchen. I'm like, sweetie, what are you thinking? I, I literally thought that he was going to get her out of the competition right then and there. Just yeah. be like, get out of here. Yeah. That's what I would have done. I've been like, go home. If yeah. we're in MasterChef, you don't do this. But because we're doing MasterChef, I guess that's where that leniency comes from. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, they're not there to serve people. This isn't Hell's Kitchen, you know, where yeah. the competition is get them the best order out. This is MasterChef. They're coming up with the new recipes, you know, yeah. creating restaurants. But then again, at the same time, if she's going to have her own restaurant and she's okay with people doing that, yeah, that's not good either. So yeah. I guess I just talked myself out of that. <laughs> well, we had some of the plates go out. Red Team served raw chicken and it got sent back. Multiple times, yeah. Blue team had a raw turkey burger. It wasn't just a little bit raw. It was like, pull it open and you're like, how did this get out the door? How, how did this get this bad? Yeah. yeah. I totally understand. You know, we had more of Evan kind of sucking. I mean, he got back into it, but, you know, didn't argue. That was yep. his redeeming quality right there. Then you had Sam and his obnoxious talking. You know, he sucks. Yeah. We go back to the red team. Sarah, someone who is an army interrogator just broke down no voice whatsoever yeah i mean her her team was leaderless for a good portion of the competition yeah i i expected a lot more from her to be honest i did not i did not enjoy the fact that she was that weak with this see here's the thing i noticed though so it gets to the point where she's not even responding to the people asking her what to do she is just she got on burgers she shut out everybody else and she was just making burgers she did not want to be in that position. Gordon comes out and starts yelling at her, and then you see a switch flip. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she's in charge. And I think that may be from the military thing. You know, maybe she was an army interrogator, but maybe she wasn't very high up or something. And she was used to having somebody give her orders and then her react to that. Yeah, I mean, that may be it, to be honest. Maybe she just doesn't have an experience in a kitchen. I mean, yes. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be home cooks, so... That should be for most of the people. Well, yeah, but I believe some people could have worked fast food or something. I mean, there was a situation, I don't, was it Renee with the chicken? Yeah. And she was like, I'm over here doing chicken all by myself. And I'm just like, Did, have you not worked fast food? Like Chick-fil-A, yeah. come on. You yeah. Know? You dip the chicken, you bread it, you fry it. And that's usually one person doing that. What yeah. is she complaining about? Yeah. I, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. It's just upsetting because it's like, come on, you're a great cook, you know? Get some experience in a kitchen, even if it's a McDonald's, you know? Just learn that rush. Yeah. If you're going to go into this industry, learn that rush. you got to have the hustle. We uh, get to the end, you know? Sarah kind of picked up towards the end. She became more of a leader, but it didn't really help out, to be honest, because yeah. Blue Team won, which I was surprised. I thought Red Team was going to come out on top because of all the crud that was going on with Blue Team, but... Yeah, I honestly think it was that cod for the blue team that mm-hmm. saved him a lot because when it did the cutaways uh to all the guests trying the food i mean there was literally one section where they had what was it, a group of about five people they're just like you know what did what did you think of the dishes and one girl just says you know i i really like the food from red team but the fish from blue team was so good that i have to give it to them god how bad was the red team's fish though that I'm, yeah they must have added spice to the blue teams like i'm guessing red team just did something did, was there supposed to be beer battered chicken or beer battered cod i think they had the beer battered cod yeah that might have been the issue because i mean if you mess up on that it's gonna taste really bad yeah 
I mean, we already had that issue happen, but it was that vodka beer thing in the auditions. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe that's what screwed him over. Blue Team had Katura on that cod, though. They had the Brit on fish. Yeah. Fish and chips. And she said that when she was put on. She's like, I've got this. Yeah. And And I think that's why it won it. They had authentic British fish. Well, the thing, she's doing so well. Like, have we seen her in a pressure test yet? No, no, we I haven't, think she's we haven't even really seen much of her yet to begin with. No, she's been doing so well that she stays out of those challenges. So we haven't really seen her cooking style. Like, I don't remember her from the auditions. We may have talked about her, but I mean, it's been a minute since. Yeah. I haven't seen her in any of the pressure tests. Uh, I remember the mystery box challenge. You know, they kind of glanced over some people and they just went up. When she comes out for one of those pressure tests, when she gets on that losing team, I'm really excited to see what she does because I doubt she'll go home first. I doubt she's going to have an issue, to be honest. No, I th- I think, based on what we saw in these two episodes, I think she's going to go pretty far. And I hope to see her. I mean, she's good TV. She's a good competitor. Let's see what happens, yeah. yeah. And a good team player. Yeah. So, we get back into the kitchen, and this is towards the end of the fourth episode. We have everybody lined up, and they're congratulating the blue team on winning, and they give the blue team an option. They give Noah, the captain, the mm-hmm. option to pick somebody to participate in the pressure test with the red team. So, it was a no-brainer, to be honest, in my books. Yeah. Although, it's a competition. I will say this first. Yes. Like, if I was in that position, I don't care about, you know, having friends in this. This is for money and a MasterChef trophy. (laughs) This is money and for a MasterChef trophy. Why not put one of the strongest competitors in there and say, hey, this is no hard feelings, but you can beat me. I want you to lose. So put them in. Don't go for somebody that was weak and, you know, hurt the team. Don't get me wrong. That might cause a problem in the future, but... Why not keep people that are weak, you know? I I definitely understand that, but I think it falls back on the kind of person that Noah is. A good old boy. Yeah, he's he's a good guy, and it's definitely going to hurt him later in the competition. I'm calling that now, but we all know who deserved to go in for elimination. Yeah, it was definitely Suba. Yeah. Which, I, mean, I, I just want to point this out. During the whole episode, and I mean, Noah, you seem like a good guy, but work on this, please. His name's Suba? Not yeah. Subaru. I don't know if that's a nickname, but it came off very racy, and yeah. you need to chill. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Yeah. But, moving on, uh, we go into episode five, because all we saw was what Noah saying, well, Suba, go in, and he's like, I don't think that's fair, you know? And yeah. it's like, nope. Yeah. Nope. I mean, Everybody rolled their eyes. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Have some self-awareness. You need to be down there. (laughs) So we get into the next episode, and it's literally just the entire pressure test. Yeah. But it has two rounds. They kind of threw us off a little bit. They put on blindfolds. How'd you feel about that when they first brought those blindfolds out? So Gordon Ramsay breaks down a full chicken blindfolded, which was insane to watch, and also I think was put in solely to stroke his ego. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally cut away to contestants just saying, incredible. Have you ever noticed that he's the one that's always doing the demonstrations? Yeah, I, I see that. I mean, he is kind of the face of MasterChef, the but only, it was a bit extra. The person I remember like doing stuff like that was Christine. Like, Has A-Ron ever cooked something? I don't think so. I'm, like, I'm curious. I need to go back and check on that. But Gordon <laughs> deconstructs a chicken, blindfolded. He's like, okay, open up your stations. And everybody pulls out a blindfold and... The music oh. got so tense, too. Yeah, and everybody down there was like, oh, crap. They pull out medics. You know, they're like, okay, you've got five minutes. Go. Uh, and you see everybody just 
freaking the heck out. Yeah, when they were calling out the medics, I just got concerned. I was like, are they just expecting them to cut themselves? Yeah. Like, what has happened here? And then they're like, nah, we're kidding. Uh, but they did not tell them that until, like, after that last one. They're like, two, one, and everybody's nice went. They're like, oh, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. It's okay, it's I, okay. I, I like that they had fun with it. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it, it was a nice little moment. And I guess I see why it took two episodes for us to see that. Yeah. Gordon wanted to get his little joke out there. I got yeah. you. Oh, Gordon doesn't like this podcast. That's Joe. Joe yeah. likes this podcast. Yes, we love you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Keep liking my Instagram. You're making me popular. <laughs> the first part of this competition was to just chop up the chicken, get all the parts, get all the meat off the bone. Mm-hmm. The three people that did the best would join the others in the balcony for safety. I felt so bad for Wutah. I was like, this is not the comp. Like we said when we first saw him, though, you know, him being a vegetarian, not having that experience with meat... It's, it's going to be a hindrance, yeah. and he's going to have to deal with it. Yeah, you had some people that were confident, but when, you know, looking at their stuff, no, I don't think uh, anybody did just perfect on this. I, uh, who is the the guy who's the fisherman? Jamie. Jamie. He did really well. He but did then, well. Then we also had people, again, I forget who it was, but they actually put on the plate part of the chicken's spine oh, part yeah. of its anus that was renee yeah oh that was gross and she thought she did a really good job yeah she's like i think i did a 90 i think i got an a minus they're like well you did not yeah <laughs> you, you got an f they'd give you a g if possible yeah so out of this competition jamie the fisherman michael the guy with the beard mm-hmm. and dorian the very first audition girl got safe into the balcony which i was concerned because the first confessional for the first MasterChef episode of these two, uh, showed Dorian, and I have this weird theory, I think it's a curse, that if you have the first confessional of the episode, they're just trying to give you more screen time, it's basically saying you're going home. You're yeah. either the first or the second. But thankfully, she wasn't, because I'm going for her, and I'm happy that she's still in this comp. We get to part two of the competition. The chicken that the contestants cut becomes what they're using for their main protein in the dish. Yeah. During the pressure test for the MasterChef judges. Yeah. I don't know why I said that so slow, but... Uh, it, yeah. it, it's something that we've seen a lot. You know, you prepare this food. If you screw it up, guess what? You've got to cook with it now. And at this point, we had seven chefs down there. You know, I was nervous for some of these people, but there were more people down there that I was okay with going home than there were Yeah, I, I definitely think that the people down there are some of the weakest contestants yep. that we have right now, which really sucks because my boy Micah was down there and i like him i like his story i'm rooting for him but yeah uh, i mean he's he kind of comes off as a know-it-all with some things you know yeah he tries to play that humble it i don't want to call it humble it's like faux humble if that makes sense i could see that it's like yeah i have crap going on so you know give me that empathy or sympathy or whatever it's called give me emotion please so we have the seven plates we'll start with wuta the vegetarian yeah. Who I was very concerned for for this. So he made an eight spice fried chicken with herb roasted potatoes and honey cream sauce. Mm-hmm. He used the breast, which he, okay. He actually didn't do that good of a cut on. You know, he said in his confessional he wants to show the judges that he can rise above his mistakes. And so he uses those cuts that were some of the worst ones that he had to make a dish with it. And I did respect that. Yeah, and he, you know, he was trying to prove a point. He was trying yeah. to say, I'm taking this bad cut and 
trying to show off to y'all. Yeah. They said it wasn't that wowing. Like, it didn't go together well. Yes. And there was just raw flour bites through the breading. The big complaint they had was when you have such a thick piece of chicken, you've got to leave a really thin coating. Yeah. And he did not do that. Yeah, he probably gave it a very thick, crunchy, you know? Yeah. Like, you know how that coating looked when they were working in the team competition right. with the cornflakes? That's what I think. So, he kind of, I would say he got mixed reviews. Yeah. Then you had Sarah, the army interrogator up next. Uh, She made a buttermilk fried chicken with celery root two ways, puree, and slaw. Gotta give it to her. That dish was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She, it, like they said, it looked like a gastropub. A New York gastropub. Yeah. Dish. It looked amazing. It was neat. Like, she, she shows she can cook. Maybe not lead. She needs to work on that, but she showed she could cook. Yeah. I mean, even. The judges only had good comments, and, you know, they especially kept talking about how visually awesome it was. Yes, it was absolutely stunning. I'm still of the mindset that if I'm sure she put that on a plate at a restaurant, it would be ridiculously expensive. And if I ordered chicken and I got one piece, I'd be very upset Yeah, because she made it look that good. I want a lot more of that. And I kind of wanted a side. I don't know. Yeah. The, the slaw and the puree stuff, uh-uh. I wasn't yeah. about that. But... Hey, the chicken looked great. That's the yeah. problem. Then we have Suba. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suba, he made a cheddar chicken <laughs> curry with... Uh, We're just going to go with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go with that. I'm not good with words. These are very complicated words. Uh, it was made with basamati. <laughs> wow. He picked all the words in this. Yeah. Uh, rice and cabbage and peas. This thing did not look pretty. No. I mean, it literally looked like a cat threw up on the plate on yeah. part of it. I mean, Gordon was like, this is ugly. And then Joe, this, I loved him for this. He just walks up in there and he's like, well, what are you talking about? It, it looks great. Yeah. And Gordon's like, are you kidding me? He's like, it's a home dish. It's a home dish. See, the entire time he was doing that, I'm like, what are you doing? You're not this nice. Yeah, he's, he was being smug. It was yeah. so fun. So fun. I could not tell if he was sarcastic or not. Yeah. But they all tried it, and they said it tasted really good. Yeah, it was a lot better than it looked. It was so good that Joe made a new phrase. He yeah. said it was suba duba good. Suba no. duba good. No. Joe Bastianet no. said it was suba duba good. He's a dad, right? He is great. He can say whatever he wants as long as he likes my Instagram <laughs> posts. <laughs> we have no worries. So uh, Suba, he, he's in a good spot himself. Yeah. Moving on to Renee. This girl was getting on my last nerve. Oh my god. Like no. We didn't mention it earlier, but during the team comp, this girl was basically the female version of Sam on the red team. Yeah. Like, the way she was acting, she kept blaming Sarah for everything. She couldn't yeah. be in the wrong. I got so tired of it. Yeah. So tired of it. I mean, she was serving up raw chicken, and Sarah puts her on some other place because she did mess up, and she blames Sarah. I'm like, it, she's not the one. It was first the burgers not being seasoned, and then that raw chicken mess. Yeah. Like, it was always yeah, Sarah's the fault, burgers, though. Yeah, the burgers, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she made, and this is a little easier to say... A southern fried chicken with roasted mashed potatoes and gravy and drop biscuits. Yeah, I, I, I understand knowing what you're good at. And if you're in a pressure test, your first instinct may be to say, hey, I know that this dish is good. That's only going to work so many times. And I have a feeling she's going to fall back on that one too many times and it's going to get her kicked out. I mean, I'm glad she baked, though. That did show the judges yes. something. Like, you know, 
if you're able to bake something that's tasty, the judges are going to respect it because you took a short, a little bit amount of time and made something like that. Because yeah. those are the things that take the longest. I wanted her to chill with her soapbox. Mm. She came up there talking about her story. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Were they poor? Were she I, homeless? I don't, I don't no, know. No, her grandmother couldn't afford meat all the time. So when she did, it was a special occasion or something. I kind of uh, tuned out after she mentioned that. So her grandmother couldn't afford meat. Yeah. And she... Okay. Yeah. They said the biscuits were good. The chicken was good too, wasn't it? Yeah. The, I mean, it was a good dish. But it the was, mash was not. The mashed potatoes yeah. did not end up too well, you know, unfortunately. It, it was a safety net for her. And like I said a second ago, that's only going to work so far because they actually said before they started this cooking round, we want something innovative. And the thing I don't understand is she could have done something. She could have done a baked fingerling or something. Yeah. Uh, fried it because she already had the oil from the chicken. Like that yeah. probably make it taste good. Yeah. I don't know about cooking, but it sounds like it'd work, you know? Yeah. Moving on, we had Shari, the uh, Indian wife. I guess that's what we say for her. She's the one that's husband's from India. And she yeah, picked yeah. up all of her, his skills with cooking and learning the culture and stuff, which really yeah. neat. Like, I, I expect a book written about her very so, soon. So we can just call her dish, throw in shade at Suba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this was actually great because she, we'll just go ahead and say it, she did a lot better than Suba. And yeah. she also did an Indian dish. And Suba did not like that, and it was very obvious. So this is going to be hard to say, too. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just go ahead and try. Uh, she made a tandoom chicken with a cumin spiced potatoes and mint corinder foam it wasn't supposed to be a foam though it's supposed to be like a puree or something yeah because something messed up and she added something it turned into a foam this dish was actually really pretty like compared to suba's this (laughs) poor suba sitting in the front row and gordon saying you know I think this is the first time I've ever seen an Indian dish that I think is visually appealing. And it just cuts to Suba. And he's like, do what? Oh, it was so beautiful. It was it was so much shade. I loved it. Yes. You know, it's shocking because his his looked just like a TV dinner. Just poured on a plate. That's yeah, what it, it did. looked like. like it, it did not look those good. Those beans? Mm-mm. Gordon said the foam spoiled the dish. Yeah. But Aaron and Joe stepped up and were like, nah, this yeah. is good. This is great. We like that. They, they said uh, it counteracted a lot of the spices and made it much more pleasant to eat. And you still got the effect of that Indian spice. And I wonder how that texture was. Like, I wonder why Gordon didn't like it. Like, I, he talked about it. He talked about it making it soggy. It sounded like he just didn't like the texture. That may be it. I wonder why Aaron and Joe just thought differently, you know? Yeah. What's different about their palates? Yeah. Because you don't see this much division between them. And we're seeing a it, lot Especially this at season. that level. Yeah, yeah. Like, this season's been interesting. Then we have Micah, and he made something also hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, wrote it, I wrote down the words on the TV screen, but... It's French. Just say it with a French accent. No. So everybody listening can laugh at you. No. Uh, he made a coca vin. Coca vin. Kokavin, C-O-Q, <laughs> space A-U, space B-I-N. That is what this was. With pearl onions, mushrooms, and carrot. Um, He's never tried it in a restaurant before. He's yeah. just made what he thought was it with the... He said uh, his uncle had yeah, cooked it for him before. His uncle. It backfired. Yeah, it really backfired. Because, I mean, even Joe stated, he was like, you have to have tried this before ever making it. Like, yeah. there's no possible way. Yeah. Which, that's interesting to hear. I don't hear of dishes 
dishes like that often, to be honest. Yeah. They said it was a nice try. The chicken was cooked well. But it was not what he said it was. Yeah. So he should, uh, he needs to stop trying to impress. Yeah. I mean, he needs to get back down on the level. The kid has a lot of potential. You know, they're like, this is not what you said this was is not what you put in front of us, but it's still good. That tells you that he has potential. He just needs to just calm down. Yep. You know, grow naturally. Don't try and force it. Yeah. Stop trying to be a show off. Yeah. Okay. Now to Kimberly. You know, this was the girl that peeled the skin off the chicken. Yes. Oh, God. All right. So she made rosemary herb chicken, Mediterranean rice, and a mushroom sauce. Yes. I don't know what her thoughts were with this mushroom sauce, but apparently it was very off-putting to the judges. Yeah. They... What was it? It was mushroom and... Mushroom, butter, and something else. Cream. Heavy cream. Yeah, heavy cream. And Joe's reaction was, you just made mushroom mushroom cottage cheese. Yeah, mushroom flavored cottage cheese. And that just makes my stomach uneasy. That doesn't sound good. And I mean, even the look on Iran's face, like he was trying it looked like he was trying to be nice aaron's the nice guy and yeah. he couldn't be nice he could he was just like that is that's off-putting like yeah it, it looked like he wanted to say another word yeah. but you know <laughs> he was polite I taste um, like garbage which is so sad because the rice and the chicken were on point yeah like she was golden if she just didn't touch that mushroom sauce yeah they did like three different talks and then sent everybody up yeah. Uh, you had uh, Sherry and Sarah with the best dishes of the night, so they yeah. were safe. Micah won on his chicken alone. Yeah. And then Suba gained safety due to just the great taste of the dish. Like, yeah. it looked awful, but it tastes amazing. Yeah. I also want to point out, at this point in this episode, Suba is really upset at Noah. And this is where I think it's going to get him in trouble being such a nice guy. Noah, like, manned up and met Suba at the top of the stairs to help him take off his apron. I'm like, dude, you're a really nice guy. There's a crap ton of money on the line. <laughs> but, okay, what if, like, some, like, behind the scenes, they made a bet. He was like, you're going to put this on me. Like, what if Suba's, like, a gangster? <laughs> like, what if he, like, rolled up his, like... Total gangster wearing dad pants. Like, his voice totally changes. Like, he loses the, like, kind of dad Indian voice, and he's just like, yo, come on, let's do this. <laughs> like, he's scary. I would love that. He's, like, faking out everybody behind Suba. I need that. I need I need gangster Suba in my life. So that leaves Wuta, Renee, and Kimberly. Yes. Wuta wasn't going home. Let's no, face it, he wasn't I mean, going home. The only real complaint the judges had from him was that flour yeah. on the breading. That and other than that, his dish was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not nice. He needs to work on that. But other than that, he was safe. So between Renee and Kimberly, it was definitely Kimberly who went home. Yes. Unfortunately. Actually, you know, I was kind of rooting for her a little bit. I liked her attitude. I liked her dishes before. But what she served tonight, that one mess up was not good. Like, I still feel like maybe Renee should have gone. But I think that's just because you don't. Yeah, I don't have a good reason for it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have like. I just don't like her face. You know, to be honest, I really don't like her face whatsoever. (laughs) Her, her reactions, how she talks, like, I, I hope she goes home next season so bad. Or, not next season. I next hope episode. she goes home next episode yeah. so bad. The episode starts and they're just like, Renee, get out! Get, just get out. She gets in a fight with Suba. Suba's too gangster. And he, yes. Like, when production shows around, he then goes back to his, like, Indian dad form. He's like, no, don't hurt me. <laughs> and, like, Renee's like, I'm gonna kill you, you know. 
hope that happens. Well, that concludes these uh, two episodes of MasterChef that aired this week. We don't know much about next week's episode, uh, except that it's a mystery box challenge. For some reason, they show us the uh, trailer for the next days, Yeah, but they won't show us for the next week, yeah, which is who very... What the heck? Like, what's going on? Is that Hulu? Because, I mean, Hulu pulls it straight from TV, don't they? I don't know. I, but I'm going to blame Hulu because that's all we have to go on. Shh, you're fighting Disney right now. We can't do that. Come at me, Mickey. They're, they're not me. Not Screen High. <laughs> screen High does not no, have, like, a little disclaimer about, we, we do not support what the who say, blah, 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 blah. Save some money that way. Well, yeah, that's uh, all we got today. Uh, be sure to follow Screen High on Facebook. It's at Media High Productions. We're also on SoundCloud where we actually post it. We're uh, working on Spotify. We'll see how that goes. Uh, iTunes is also in the works, so... Be sure to be on the lookout for that. And, you know, YouTube, who knows? Maybe. And we also may be having a second podcast coming out next week. So be on the lookout for that. What could it possibly be? It's probably Big Brother. But, you know, we like you to guess. Uh, Try and comment to us on Facebook. Tell us what shows you like uh, if you're interested. And, uh, yeah, give us a shout out. I'm uh, Spencer Brooks. I've been your host. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter where I'm always posting uh, at BerserkXPence. That's B-E-R-S-E-R-K-X-S-P-E-N-C-E. And with me as my host. This is Quint Glover. You can find me on Twitter at FN underscore Quint Glover. That's where I post all my favorite memes. Yeah, so uh, check us out. Uh, hit us up, comment, tag us, you know. Help watch us our spread podca- this podcast. Yeah, yeah, spread this podcast. Watch with us. All right, later, Cheer. guys.